This is how it went down, let me set the scene It was 7pm on Halloween I was planning on chilling, just stayed at home When my friend Dave called me on my cellular phone He said, yo, there's a party at Stacy's crib They got buffalo wings and them tasty ribs You can come and hang, man, that's for sure But you gotta wear a costume to get in the door I thought, yo, that sounds dope, but I got nothing to wear Then an idea popped up from out of thin air I said, yo, Dave, I'm coming as soon as I can as I hung up the phone up the stairs I ran Up in the attic two floors away I had a whole box of shit from back in the day When I pushed some more carpets out of the way I saw the panda suit I wore in my high school play I still look fresh but would it still fit? I tried it on right there it was straight legit Hello and welcome to this episode of the Musician's Journey podcast We are listening to Bamboo Shoots by Panda Zooey Based in Amsterdam, these guys are very eager for wedding gigs and bar mitzvahs, so if you're engaged or a young Jew, have a careful listen to this episode and consider making your day not just special but unforgettable. Through Panda B's live coding, they put the rhythm back in algorithm. There is so-called explicit language in this episode and I was holding a toy penguin during this interview. And that was the practical info. Now it's time to hear what they have to say. Sure, I'm Panda A. And Panda B on the laptop. And I'm Panda Pussy P. <laughs> oh, don't say pussy, that's gross, man. Oh, yeah. Panda Poopy P. There you go. Give <laughs> <Okay> for premium. <laughs> awesome. So... Live coding, hip hop, future shock, sci-fi, comedy, sex music, to quote your website, is not a show. Oh, I thought you made that up. That, that sounded super fucking cool. I was oh. like, shit, did she make that up? That sounds <laughs> awesome. Like a description of her music. Well, that's yeah. on our website, I yes. guess. That's cool. <laughs> that's the address of her website. Is it? Oh, cool. Sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead. Oh, no problems. I was going to say, so that's not the genre I've listened to the most. But I have to say, I find it refreshing. Can you say something about what inspires your music making? What inspires our music making? I think most of the songs come out of just uh, the groins. <laughs> Sometimes, but also just talking on conversations on the car. Or on the golf course. Yeah, or in the supermarket. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. We, we, Sushi, we write, food. We, we write about food, you know. Our, our music is, is, is super honest because we, we make songs about what we, what we think about it. We're not going to fucking lie and act like we, we think about, you know, uh, important stuff or, uh, you know, there's time and place for that. But our, our music is for, for the everyday people who, who think about everyday shit like pizza. Eating, eating pizza and seafood and snacks and donuts and uh going bowling we got a really cool new song about going bowling um also not having sex for a long time yeah day exactly Uh, it's just everyday life that that's what panda's panda suicide chronicles the everyday life of the everyday middle-aged man yeah yeah, well not quite middle-aged but you know and not just men and not just men mostly men yeah and animals and, and animals, 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 and animals sure. that's right. Better than people. Our animal, yeah, I don't know what to say. Yeah, animals. Our, animals is a very central theme in our music. Animals are inspiring. Yeah. As as awful and stinky we love them and, and, we and shitty them. as they are, they do inspire us. Like, 
in in different ways. Yeah, it's a love hate relationship. Yeah, love love hate inspirational relationship. I remember I borrowed a book from you once, Panda A. Yeah, it's funny because I was looking at that book yesterday. All right, I recommended that book to somebody else recently. Did you finish it? Oh yeah, I did. It was a really awesome book about uh, dinosaurs. Oh, not about dinosaurs, but about yeah, people about who were some of the first people who found them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a very feminist book. It's about this kind of non, uh, this woman who haphazardly uh, won, you know, uh, wandered her way into the world of 19th century paleontology, figured a lot of stuff out by her own, and had a shitload of trouble convincing these bourgeois bozo men of the time that she knew her shit, and uh, eventually. It, Turned out that she definitely knew her shit and uh, she had to fight the Church of England and she had to fight all these fucking movie, bourgeois. Man. Yeah, it should be a movie. With Julia Roberts. A, it would be an excellent movie. I don't know about Julia Roberts. Get out of here. Maybe, uh, <laughs> what's her name? The girl, who, uh, no, no, what's her name? She'd be really good as that woman. The English girl who's quite cute. Carrie Mulligan. Carrie Mulligan would, would play a, a fucking dope uh, a Mary Anning. Mary Anning is that woman's name. That book is called, for people listening, that book is called The Dinosaur Hunters by Deborah Cadbury, I believe. Get into that because the paleontology is fucking interesting. Fossils and dinosaurs and shit. But maybe even more interesting is the, the history of the paleontology itself. Because that shit was fucking wild. Not even in that book, but just get into that. Because once dinosaurs started popping up, people went fucking apeshit for those bones. In the 1800s, there's this thing called the Bone Wars. And it was literally cowboys, people in the fucking Wild West. It was the New World. I mean, people in the Wild West digging up these bones and murdering each other for them and transporting them in fucking wagons, having to fight off tribes of Native Americans, killing them like fuck, hiding these bones like buried treasure. I mean, it it was amazing. It was a whole fucking uh episode and that inspires our songs and that inspires our songs too definitely definitely want to kick you porcupines want to stick you cheetahs want to chase you apes want to replace you crows want to murder you turtles never hurt you rams want to ram you Pigs want to hack into your emails Spam you animals are dangerous Don't fuck around with animals Ever since I got into Marilyn Manson several years ago I've gotten an appreciation for artists whose audience will consist of people who don't just bang their heads against the wall of, oh, this looks dodgy, I'll stay away from it, either because uh, they don't have a wall like that or because they have an interest in actually going through and see what's there. Uh, And you embrace the things that makes many people's uh, curtains go down and shy away. I guess sex is the most obvious. Mm. Have you been met with criticism? Yeah, well, right. Remember, uh, remember that gig at the in the in the Hague, in the villa, that they that they said that uh, our songs should be more serious. Oh, did they? No, I don't remember that. I was just to be like, no, we never heard any criticism because only like forty people have ever heard our music, and they've all been the kind of people that go to hear that kind of music. But no, you're right. I just remember from that gig, there was one fucking asshole who kept taking me aside and trying to prove to me all the rappers he knew. He's like, oh, you should really listen to this and you should really but listen it was to like, that. We were not Cleveland the rap or something. Like yeah, that, yeah. I remember. I was Cle- like, have you ever listened to Cleveland rap? Yeah. If you don't listen to Cleveland rap, then you don't know shit about rap. He wanted more social content in the songs. 
Yeah, some maybe they had some criticisms. Yeah, exactly. But if you want social content in your songs, there's plenty of people out there making fucking social content. And, and don't or listen Justin to Panda Suicide. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. But there's enough out there. That's that's not our shit, you know. And like, it's okay to, it's okay to not make music with social content. Like, there's you know, you don't fucking have to. Yeah, true. Well, we make songs about pizza and animals. Yeah, it's, you know. It's, yeah. But that's the only criticism we faced. For the rest, people seem to laugh. It, it, no, and we did face criticism because, but that wasn't really about our music. That was because I threw a bag of rotten fish guts over the entire audience of the Melkweg. Uh, that received, and their wooden stage. And their wooden stage and yeah. their expensive sound equipment. They they criticized me for that. And they said that we were not allowed back there and that ever again. no one uh, will ever be allowed to take fish into the Melkweg again. But that wasn't about our music. That was about the horrible stench of rotten fish. Yeah. And they were still so happy that they smiled while they said, don't come back anymore. But then they gave us this big <laughs> grin, as in, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> penguins would love that, though. Yeah, penguin would have, your fucking penguin would have loved, loved that. that That's concert. the kind of fish that that penguin yeah. would have fucking gone apeshit for. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Actually, that performance was for penguins. Yeah, yeah. If, we'd, if that performance had been the rap contest. For penguins, we would have won that shit hands sure. down. Like in the penguin island. Yeah, exactly. You know, penguins exist all over the world, not only in, in the fucking Antarctic, but there's penguins on almost every continent. Oh, I only saw one documentary. My favorite mm -hmm. are in Australia. Yeah, Australia got a lot of New Zealand. They even got penguins. I got a lot of penguins. What about in the in south Mexico? coast of Africa? Well, yeah, I'm sure. America. Yeah, in America, I guess that counts. Are there Asian penguins? I would almost guarantee you, but you know what? I don't know for a fact. You got to look that up. Yeah. I um, uh, had the time to hear you guys live once, I think, while I was still in Amsterdam. But then it was just Panda A and Panda B. When did uh, Poopy P come into the picture? Yeah, I don't remember exactly, but it was shortly before we had that Melkweg uh, gig. Because we... Yeah, we were getting uh, bigger and bigger. We were getting more and more popular. and We needed the good sound. Yeah, we had a bit of a stumbling block in terms of technical difficulties and sound. And we had a sound man, but he couldn't be there all the time. And we wanted a kind of sound guy who could be there all the time, but we could also... <laughs> he did make our logo, though. The other sound man made our logo. The other sound man made our logo. That was nice. But Poopy P also does, uh, participates in the music and the songs. He also dances. He, has he also choreography participates in the choreography. Exactly. Uh, when was that? I don't remember when that was. But the it first was, gig was in the Accu in Utrecht. Yeah, and that was one of our best gigs also. It was once we started playing in clubs instead yeah. of like uh, backyards. Yeah, exactly. When we went made the transition from backyard people's barbecues concerts for our friends to actually playing for people in real venues. Where they pay a ticket. Where they pay tickets. And where, uh, yeah, then, then we, we needed a full-time third member. Mm. I mean, we wouldn't have had any Simon. We, if, if Simon uh, Poopy P didn't want to do it, we wouldn't have had anybody. But since he seemed to want to do it, uh, then, yeah, we got him along. They basically kick-started my career, so I'll be forever grateful. Actually, you can answer that question, Poopy P, because you know the exact story of your origins. Yeah, actually, you, you can talk for yourself. Sorry, we're talking for you. That's stupid. Well, the origin story, so I can leave away Mars? Start at the very beginning. <laughs> so... <laughs> ready to shed a some very tears long time ago no they asked me to join i joined and um so it shall be told but it's true because before that you weren't really a sound man like you were just still a musician who like was interested in a little bit of sound manning 
I wanted to get into yeah. to sound, which was weird. Like you put it out in the universe, and uh, Panda Suicide and came and picked me up, and they said, yeah. "Hey, man, because do this. we're very in touch with the universe. We always got feelers. We got feelers all over this universe, just picking up vibes and and, and catching snacks. And it's like sensor Teslas, like Teslas with sensors for the road, but we have it for the universe. Exactly. And it's not cameras, but interdimensional antennas. I was just gonna say five G, but. Because we had 5G before anybody. When everybody else only had 2G, Panda Suicide already had 5G. Wasn't that in your hat or something? No, no, man. When people were using Nokias and T9, we were using smartphones. Yeah, we we were the first rap group to have the smartphone. Wow, you guys blow me away. I I have to focus on what I have been uh, preparing. Uh, But... uh, just one follow-up question on the origin of Pandapi. Did you get to choose your own uh, name? No, I choose the names. I'm the it boss. It came from the universe? No, it came from me. Okay, right. So uh, C, Panda C, would have been a bit too... Uh, a bit too obvious, yeah. Yeah. And I it was also the old sound guy, wasn't it? Yeah, probably. Was it? Yeah, maybe, yeah. You said it should Panda always, C it was should the old always been P, you said. Well, I, it just has a good ring, like Panda A, Panda B, Panda Poopy P. You know, all everything's about groove. We disagree about how you write it, though. Yeah, we do. We disagree how you write all of the things in Panda Suicide. Even our own names, we disagree. <laughs> I never even tried. How do you disagree on my name being written? Oh, it's uh, P-O-O-P-I-E. Yeah, see, I would say it's Panda, and in, uh, what's it called, quotation marks, Poopy, but then P-O-O-P-Y, and then P. And I would say my name, Panda A, is not Panda space A, but it's Panda dot A in one word. And Panda B would be Panda dot B. Of course he's wrong. Yeah, well, here we go. Face like a weasel, dick like a centipede Women be relentlessly offended by the scent of me Essentially a blend of pee and fed and fed a cheese Snake without a charmer, dog without a pedigree And some breath like cat food Only friends a fat dude with a Star Trek tattoo Grown ass man who still use baby shampoo Only panda in the jungle who's allergic to bamboo Makes me fart and drool. How does the creative process look like? like what do you do together and what do you do uh, separately? It changes uh, per song. It used to be when Felipe and me lived near each other. We used to be neighbors, like, like literally neighbors. attached Share the to same garden. neighbors. Then we just sit for a few days in one of our houses and he'd make a beat. And while he was making that, I would write a song and then we tried to mash them together or not. And then we moved farther and farther apart. And then we'd have to make a, you know, an appointment. Like he'd have a beat. And when it was ready, he'd say, come over. And I'd hear it and I'd say, okay, I can write this song. And we'd sit there and we'd write like a few lines together. And I'd go home, I'd write the rest, come back. And, that's and kinda... I just work on the music and the beat. But sometimes it wasn't even ready. Sometimes we just meet, buy a bunch of chips. And yeah. Mostly... Donuts and candy. Can I have a donut? Yeah. And have just have spend like the whole day there between talking making a beat sometimes I would have to make a beat while you're just chilling watching your phone checking yeah. Mark Platz did a lot of that uh, then tried the songs again then tried to rehearse and then they just keep moving and then at some point we just uh, bring the keyboard on to try to make the refrains right yeah exactly and some songs went really quick sometimes we made like in an hour and sometimes we t- took months on sometimes it's not finished and then it really the time it really finishes is when we play it live probably after playing it live for a couple of times then we know it's ready yeah 
because it keeps changing, you know, it's like, but it also changes anyway. I mean, we have so many technical difficulties and shit. We've never made it through a concert without having to stop or do some weird shit. And it always changes. Yeah. We always keep it, keep it free and easy. And probably none tomorrow, neither. All constipated, diet lacks fiber. Arteries all clogged up like a beaver dam. But instead of trees and leaves, it's mostly greasy beef and ham. Swallow pride for dinner, for lunch, half a Vicodin. Been more than a month since he invited in a vitamin. Put sad shit on Facebook, hoping for a like a 10. Bones cold and brittle, they was dipped in liquid nitrogen. Now watch him crumble into pieces In general, his genitals A jungle of diseases Fumbling and bumbling The humbling is ceaseless Trip to the face first Tumble into feces Nothing like the taste of shit Mixed with human tears No matter where he appears People be like, what the fuck you doing here? But he don't really know Where to go next Plus it's been a thousand yesterdays No sex you seem to work uh, pretty hard on your music videos using some kind of uh, stop motion <laughs> technique. Yeah, the, the, the fucking videos take longer than anything else. <laughs> yeah, the fucking videos take a long ass time. But yeah, that's my passion. That's our, I mean, that's, that's what I do it for. I do this whole fucking band so I have something to make paper animations for yeah which is about time we had a new one actually it's been a bit too long yeah the 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 main like the big one the the what's that song called bamboo shoots our first like hit with song the legos with the legos that took forever and that's man. super shitty man i know if we did that again now it would look so much better but that day how much man we worked on that for at least like 12 it days was a whole week straight of, a whole weekend for sure yeah but then back again and again and we did a whole weekend at simon's house and we had to throw that all away and then we did a year house, and it took forever, man. It and I had long, to edit yeah. it too. That took yeah. fucking days. You did everything on the phone, right? Even the editing? No, the editing I did on my, you know, 1998 uh, Apple computer clamshell with the blue on the first version of iMovie. And that took also, it was a fucking nightmare. But thank you for watching our videos. That's cool. We appreciate it when people watch our videos. Yeah. If y'all are listening to this, you could turn this podcast up now and just go on to YouTube and look for Panda Suicide and watch each of our videos 20 times. Yeah. Boost our views up and then go back to this podcast because our videos are fucking awesome. But nobody watches that shit, man. Our best video, the best video is, uh, is, uh, you like pizzas. I like, yeah. I like opposite of no, cozy. No, not though. pizzas, opposite of cozy. That's what I'm saying. That's the best fucking video we have. Like 200 people have watched that, man. Really spent yeah. a lot of time there. We took photos, we took shots, we cut the photos. Yeah, it's a fucking great video, man. People, 300 people watch yeah. that. That should have 10 million yeah. views. We got like 150 National Geographics also. Exactly. Yeah. Well, after this podcast that is out, it will have 10 million. And then yeah, this interview sure. is really weird. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Millions are listening to this podcast. For sure. Right awesome. Otherwise, yeah. we wouldn't do it. Wait, you're saying there's not millions? Well, to be honest, I haven't checked, so we can pretend <laughs> that. Uh, let's keep it. <laughs> let's count. Let's keep it in millions then. Yeah, yeah. So aesthetically, what have been the influences for Panda Suicide? Aesthetically. Yeah. Felipe keeps grabbing What's for these the chips. He can't eat those chips right in a podcast. It's going to be fucking crunching and I making love noise. Chips. Yeah, everybody loves chips. We gotta wait till the podcast is. So, what's the question again? Yeah, what's the question? Yeah, so it kind of uh, related to your music videos. So, like aesthetically, does everything just just happen uh, 
on on their own or are no there... man aesthetically it's everything is coordinated aesthetics is everything number number one before the music aesthetics is uh storyboards is, is concepts, whole shit. yeah exactly everything every every outfit has to has to line up has to pass within the universal positive aesthetic i have this long we could have a whole nother podcast that would take about three hours about my laws of universal positive and negative aesthetics but uh i've developed this whole theory about aesthetics and how it works and everything that happens with panda suicide aesthetically is my baby i mean the music we all share aesthetically we all have our say but it, the, the aesthetics of panda suicide is, is my whole shit and and that has to pass squarely into my laws of universal positive aesthetics so as an that's example, why we have 10 be views before one of our biggest gigs in the Melkweg panda a handed me a brown uh, tiny sweater with a big <laughs> panda face on it and said you have to wear this for the gig i'm a panda now motherfucker yep yep did he wear it though I yeah of course i did yeah of course he did I did cut off the sleeves though, but oh, that's cool too, man. That's probably even better. Like I'm open for feedback. I'm always open for discussions, but in the end, the, the aesthetics and the suicide, we have our own aesthetic. I mean, we invented the, the Panda suicide aesthetic, but it's definitely an aesthetic. And I mean, yeah, uh, it's a style for sure. Yeah. It's a style for sure. Like I could tell you, uh, in the photo shoot, we, we only had one photo shoot. And those are still the pictures that are everywhere on our website and in our internet, social medias and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Poopy P's sister took those pictures. She's a photographer. She lives in Berlin. She's fucking dope. Regina Kalaita is her name. Uh, R-E-G-I-N-A-K-E-L-A-I-T-A. -A -A. Bam! Bam. Burn yeah, it. look her shit up, man. Because that, like, even more than we should have 10 million views, Reggie Kalaita should have... 300,000 million views because she's the fucking dopest photographer that ever lived and somehow like our brains on this universal waves that i was telling you about we got our feelers out there all three of our universal brains and her brain just connected she got that aesthetic bam like a fucking nailed it as right on the fucking head she nailed it completely uh but yeah that's the genius of her photography there's literally no doper photographer out there i don't know why she's not world famous she just has this fucking amazing talent for just, just nailing it just she just sees shit differently and 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 puts it in this frame that very few other people can without using tricks without fucking editing without she's just a she's just got that in her usually not even lights yeah usually not even lights nothing. not even a camera <laughs> yeah usually not even yeah not even a fucking camera she's amazing <laughs> did you did you guys uh go to a so-called music school for your, for your education yeah, we all went to music school. Yeah? Is there yeah. something that uh, you learned after your education that you wish you'd learned in school? Yeah, not to go. No, not not to go, but the... Uh, well, yeah, I mean, you could have definitely learned that. It's just... Ooh, that's a, that's a question right there. I guess it would have been nice to have, like, freestyle lessons. <laughs> Although maybe that happens just in uh, your homie's room. But uh, I don't know. Learned in school, we use it in our songs. A little bit, but I mean, the thing is, like, this is so what we do here is so little to do with music school. I mean, we we're doing this shit while we were still in music school and it had nothing to fucking do with any of that. Except uh, for maybe the vocoder skills. Could that be attributed? No, partially. Uh, yeah, partially maybe. I mean, no, of course. I mean, that's bullshit. We have no, what to I'm know what's bullshit. 4 4, yeah. you know? We yeah, we know. And like, we have, we have, you know, we have music theory in our songs. Like, there's, there's odd meters, there's, uh, you know, there's harmonies, the there's structure, structures. Yeah, of course. I mean, like, you know, 
music is one of the things. There's plenty of people who figure that whole shit out without music school. But if you do do it, it gives you a leg up. You know, it just it just makes it makes working quicker because you can call things what they're called. You can say, let's go to the A section. Let's do another refrain, another yeah. chorus. Oh, yeah. Can you, you make that an, an A minor instead of a B flat major? You know, then you get a different color. It just it just uh, it speeds helps. up the process. Of course, it helps. Like, yeah, that's that's ridiculous. What I'm saying that's bullshit. You should go to music school if you want to be a musician. Also, with live coding, to. you do need the, the theory. Otherwise, you don't know what you're writing. Yeah, but on the coding side, did you learn anything? In, like during school? For coding? Yeah. No, I did learn sound synthesis. And that helps. Because then you make the sounds, you know? You need to know that. Yeah. No sounds, it's also, it's no also like we, we make all our sounds. We don't, like, sample. Only sometimes. Like sex sounds. Or animal sounds. Yeah, but Ninja for the Turtle rest, sounds. we make all... And also, like the more thing, it's the most cliched shit in the world to say, but rapping is a lot like learning jazz. I mean, you learn to rap the same way you learn to play jazz, in that you know uh, it comes with practice. And before you can make up your own shit, you have to listen to just an endless amount of what everybody else did. You just gotta get that sound, that rhythm, that that you know vocabulary in your head so deep that's just gotta you have to do so much listening and you compound that and that gets in your brain and that gets mashed up with all the other shit that you know and then at some point you start practicing and at first it's fucking shitty and then you listen more and you incorporate more new dudes and more new vocabulary and more new rhythms and then you try it again and eventually at some point you come out with something that you know fits within the genre uh is maybe something a bit new and is oh your own voice and that's and that the same kind way of intuitive though. yeah and it's gone it has to be a bit intuitive well and that's exactly the same way you learn to improvise in jazz or live code or live code yeah exactly i mean i'm not the first person to say i'm not the hundredth or thousandth person to say that everybody knows that but it is true so i mean you know that, that music school helps that way because you learn you learn to study things in a different way so um Panda B, can you give a little bit of input for uh, someone who might need to read a book called uh, Live Coding for Dummies? Well, that's when you turn on your laptop, you open some sound programming language, whatever that can be, and then you start typing uh, algorithms, commands, you know, keywords, and you start writing a program which, whose output is basically sound you know, like you can make a program, but maybe the output is a website, which we also do that. You know, our website is live coded. But in our case, you make algorithms that turn into music. But do you want to give some names from programs? Super Collider. Did you always work with that from the beginning? Yeah. Pandas Research is 100% Super Collider. Open source too. Inclusive. Gender neutral. That we never came up with the phrase, we put the rhythm in algorithm. Yeah. <laughs> I can't we believe did. we just we thought of that now. We did. <laughs> well, what's this Ron, you're, you're a genius. I'm yeah. A, yeah. You should, you should copyright that. I will make sure this penguin copies, copyrights that. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's a good I idea. I mean, with live coding, there's a bunch. There's like a manifesto. There, it's like a movement in there. You know, there's a, a bunch of rules you need to follow. Just like in rap, I would say. You know, there's like ways of doing it. Part of the style is also that in theory, you have to show your screen. You have to share it with the audience. They have to be looking at what you're typing, you know, to sort of make it clear that you're really doing something with your laptop and not just pressing play mm. on Ableton Live or iTunes or whatever you like using. So Windows Visualizer. Windows Visualizer. It should be like playing an instrument, you know, like the audience should be able to follow every keystroke. Yeah. Have you gotten any uh, cred for uh, any audience member who has uh, been enlightened enough to actually appreciate that? Well, yeah, because I think half the gigs that we have 
are via the live coding community. We, I mean, yeah. like we play half our, our gigs in shitty crack, uh, crack is the, uh, like shitty squad houses for indie gigs and indie clubs and, and, and squad clubs and gigs and gigs. And the other half is all in, uh, hoity toity, uppity, nerdy programming, uh, computer conferences and shit like that yeah the last one uh, during the ada amsterdam dance event oh yeah in uh, which was that was pretty dope like but that was kind of half, half yeah yeah but that it was like, a live coding community it was the algorithm anyway we've got i mean we are part of the community and they think we're funny but we're like an oddity to them we're like those 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 yeah. fucking funny weirdos it's like because there's nobody else doing this, so that's why they call us. You know, like if there's at least one or two other groups, they wouldn't call us all the time to do these fucking nerdy conferences. But you know, they know us. They're like, oh, live coding, huh? I gotta lighten up the evening. Let's call Panda Suicide. They'll yeah, throw some fish on us. Fun. You know, They'll get their dicks dances, out, yeah. eat some fucking sushi, and go home. That's cool. Everybody's happy. I now have a, a, a software engineer boyfriend. So when I convert M4A files to MP3s, because I have a Windows and it doesn't like the M4A, then instead of using some conversion program... You do FFmpeg. Yeah. yeah. And it's so smooth. Of course. Oh. You just type all your commands, you know. You could live yeah. code a song with FFmpeg. Right. Intriguing. Awesome. You're a live coder officially. Just show, just, <laughs> just post your videos doing that, you know? Yeah, cool. You're going to get a badge in the mail sometime soon. I feel so powerful. Yeah, it's amazing. They call it the Swiss knife of media. How many bands does it take to eat a pizza? One, two, three. Fuck you! How many pizzas does it take to feed a panda? One, two, give us all your fucking pizza! How many pandas does it take to eat a pizza? One, two, three, fuck a fuck! How many fingers does it take to stimulate a panda prostate? One, two, get your fingers off my prostate! Pepperoni pack smear, crappy rappers act queer, hipper than cashmere, hopper than craft beer. Sweater me, we forever ready with the better beat. Falling out of place, y'all spaghetti on my leather seats. Spitting anchovies in your eardrums. Spear gun, fishing phony rappers acting fearsome. Come here, son. I'm about to teach you a thing or three. These rappers in the woods, I'm chopping down every single tree. Now you're feeling furious, exposed and open, curious to hear your pro spoken. Now that your nose broken in two places, please to place your face between your shoelaces and get your anus tasted by two races with new braces. They didn't use a dental dam, y'all pigs in the slaughterhouse. I'm wafting in the center ham, torturous odors. I thought that I told you, get your fucking fingers off my motherfucking pizza. So is is John the only parent here? Mm, for now, now yes, yeah. for like another week or two, yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Who's uh, the parent to be? Guess. Uh, I can't it's guess. not Poopy P. I'll give you. A no, that was a quick guess. <laughs> <laughs> also, kind of half true. Yeah, it's actually actually everybody's getting a baby soon. Yeah, I forgot about that. Poopy P is also kind of getting a baby soon. A panda, panda B is getting a baby in like some days or like now. I mean, he's looking at his phone oh, like shit. he could get that fucking baby right now. You can get the call anytime. Yeah. Now. And PPP is getting a baby in some months. Right. The reason I'm asking is that uh, the first um, interview episode in this podcast, uh, Kaya Drexler, and she says that she sometimes thinks about how challenging it would be potentially, <laughs> or uh, most likely to uh, have a child as a performing musician. So earlier today, uh, I spoke to uh, Sarah, John's wife. That's my wife. 
and uh, <laughs> and she was in the first parent I got to interview and got to ask about this so I have to ask you as well if um, you have any word of advice for someone who is worried that reproducing could put one's career as a performing musician at risk no way it makes it better also have mortgages you know just part of the flow I don't know if it makes it better it makes it different it's not an obstacle no at all I don't feel it that way actually Yours isn't there yet. Yeah, yours isn't there yet, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, it 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 uh, it changes for sure. But I mean, it's not impossible. It's uh, you know, you have different obstacles, but you also have a lot of things that make it easier than parents who aren't touring musicians. You know, so yeah, it's tough. You're on tour, and it takes a lot of planning. And we live in a country where we don't have any grandparents around, so it's just us and the kid. So yeah, it takes some some uh, scheduling Logistic acrobatics. Feats. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, we get it done and that's your life. You know, you have to accept that. Like, you know, we're not the kind of people that can have fucking desk jobs or we could, but we're not going to right now. We're fucking lucky, man. We're just this incredibly lucky, lucky people who get to tour around the world for our fucking job playing music. We're not the first. We're not the last. You make it work. You always make it work. I mean, if it answers a question, since uh, Panda A had a baby, we haven't had one rehearsal and made one new song. <laughs> In three years? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, no, nah, that's not true at all. It's definitely not three years. It's been, I checked last time. It's been about a year since we made a new song and had a new gig. But that's not because I had a baby. That's because I have another musical group that I tour nine months out of the years with all over the fucking world. So uh, all of that combined makes it a bit less time for Panda Suicide this year. But that's not doesn't matter. We're coming back. Yeah. It definitely doesn't have anything to do with a kid. And Panda B also has uh, has other projects. Hell yeah. I tour the world too, all the time. It's lucky I'm here today, actually. <laughs> Super lucky. Really is. <laughs> Quite a coincidence that all three of you are there at the same yeah, time. That's it's hard. Yeah, that's why it's very coincidental, yeah. 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 It's, it's... Uh, is there something in particular that you want to achieve as a group or as individual musicians? No, we, we've already been banned from the Melkweg for life, man. What more can you fucking ever get in a career? That's the coolest fucking thing that can ever happen. I guess it would be nice to get you know, banned from every back in every country. You know what I would like? I'd like to earn back one euro more than all the money I've fucking spent on this band. Because <laughs> <laughs> until now, this fucking band just eats my money. Last week when we were supposed to do this podcast and it didn't happen, I forgot to turn the fucking parking app off on my car when we left. So <laughs> I left it running tonight. So that cost me fucking 30 euros <laughs> in parking that I didn't even need. So this this fucking band only cost me money, man. I spent nine bucks on donuts just for this. Uh, I don't know what else. It's, this band is expensive, man. Like we don't we we have a lot. We've had a lot of gigs. I mean, for for people who do this literally just a passion project, and none of us are depending on Panda Suicide, and none of us are hoping or thinking that we'll ever get famous or rich for this. We just do it because we fucking love them. We think the world needs us. But I mean, we're 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 not gonna make make fucking money off of this. So is this why you're hoping to get some wedding gigs? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's 100%. Because yeah. we they don't care, good, man. man. Like, you want us to play, uh, we, we could fucking, you know, sing Havana Gila at your bar mitzvah. And we'll do a Panda Suicide style with some code and some vocoder and some, some seafood. We do divorces too, by the way, just for the record. Yeah, whatever. It just doesn't matter. Anything, if you, got yeah. a, you need a gig, you need, uh, I don't know, you a fucking music, clown for your kids', whatever, kids birthday yeah, we'll parties. You fucking everything. Yeah. 
So I have no idea actually what the interests of my audience are, if I have an audience. But just in case someone is listening who really wants to go public with their explicit lyrics on sex and drugs, do you have some words of advice or caution? Yeah, you don't say that shit unless you mean it. Unless you're really having those thoughts and really living that life, don't fucking do it. Cursing and bad lyrics and sex. I mean, it's, you know, it's emphatic, you know, it, Word. it's, uh, you know, it's not a, it's not like a trick. It just comes out that way. And it, it, it puts a kind of emphasis on what you're saying. And, uh, also it's just funny. Take it lightly, man. It's not, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's all just fun and games. What does it mean for you guys to be musicians? Are we musicians? I don't know, man. We're just doing <laughs> doing what we like. It doesn't seem like a choice. It's not. Yeah, I don't know if it's really a choice. It's just who we are, you know. Can any of you imagine like to fully stop? Like, well, I mean, no matter what, I, I could definitely imagine fully stopping being a musician. But I don't think that's panda suicide. I wouldn't stop no matter what I did. Even if I worked friend, in a, yeah. a fucking bank, I'd still the only thing I'd want to do is panda suicide because this is fun. You know, it's this is me. And this is my brainchild. Yeah. This is this is who who I am and who we are more than any other. But that's what I mean. Like you'd still be freestyling. Yeah, but you don't yeah, stop. Yeah, like sure. even if you'd stop everything and not be a musician, you'd still be like freestyling or like whatever, jamming out. Like uh, yeah, that's why hitting the piano in a cool so rhythm. Or, it's yeah. not for money. It's not for learning something. Yeah, exactly. It's just the way we have fun, you know, the way we like spending our time. Yeah, and it means a lot. Like, it, it fucking, you know, like the anybody who says differently is lying because the best fucking feeling in the world is being on that stage and you're doing these fucking dumbass songs that you thought of with your homies in their bedrooms and basements, drinking beer and eating chips and donuts. And you see other people banging their heads and laughing and having a good time. And, and you know, that's, that's the best feeling in the world. Even there's four fucking people there. You know, and it's also it's also yeah. a good feeling to see people hating on it because you just you know it gives you this sort of maybe a bit unfounded but a little bit of superiority because like I know that shit is funny I know our shit is is good songs and I see some motherfucker in the back being like you should really listen to Cleveland rap you know and should have more social content that makes me happy at night I go to home I go home and lie in bed laughing at that motherfucker thinking man this motherfucker trying to tell me how to rap that's dumb <laughs> that that's great you know like yeah you can only say it because you're rapping. Uh, what do you mean? Like they can only hate. I mean, it's ultra passive, right? It's reactionary. Because they're not rapping, you mean? And I am. Yeah. Yeah. So they can't yeah. fuck. There's just no way to mess with it. Like you're already doing it. Just so talking something. about it just never helps. Like, hey, do the. Yeah. No. Uh, also, just a bit projecting. People project. I do it too. Everybody does it. You know, you you want. You feel a situation and maybe you feel a bit uh, insecure or, or, or not grounded and you, and you say shit or even worse ask questions in a way that let people known to them that you know something and that gives you a kind of feeling of like okay like yeah i'm I'm letting this motherfucker know i listen to cleveland rap because that's you know uh obscure and and this and that and, and you know it's he's projecting that's projecting insecurities and uh every, or he's every, giving honest feedback everybody fucking does that you know and it's fine but uh yeah, but I guess my point is because it's kind of like like YouTube comments or stuff, all of that hate. It's like you gave him a you gave him a podium in a way, right? Like because you were rapping, 
that's the only way he could actually react and say something about it. But you're already doing that's it. That's true. But not. that's that's true. Whenever you perform, yeah. whenever you, you whenever you do something public and you're on the stage and other people are looking at you, you're giving them the right to say something because that's that that's what the world of performing arts is like. They're watching, and, you know, an you artist's dependence on their audiences. Like if if literally we started our first gig and everybody hated that shit, people were just quiet and crying and whatever. We wouldn't go on because like, oh right, well, it's not a great idea. But, you know, it feeds off each other. We love it. We put it out there. The people seem to like it. We get that back. We do more. You know, we've also had songs like, I, I know there's songs, certain songs people don't like or like less and like more. It's just part of the game. But also, I mean, Panda Suicide is like an intimate experience. Every intimate concert or performance or time we've had with like two people, playing for two people, three people during a party, that's just the best yeah. there is. It's honest, you know? Yeah, because you get that connection. Yeah. Hey, and also, just for the record, because, man, I hear a lot of, like, uh, low numbers being thrown around here. But I remember, like, <laughs> being on the stage, uh, like, with two breakdancers, which, like, rehearsed with us. which were, awesome. They were fucking yeah. killing it. They were super young. They digged. Uh, they were ultra yeah. impressed by the Wearing animal masks, too. Wearing animal masks that, of course, John gave them because that's the way it works. <laughs> no way they. And there was like, no, and there was that. like, this. those are my masks. I'm in charge of the fuck aesthetic. That. They like, they didn't no. bring them. I brought them my own fucking animal masks. And also, there was like a ton of a ton of dancers like standing around watching yeah, that shit. No, and, we, we, know, uh, just saying, we killed Utrecht that night. Yeah, yeah we no, we're we're very uh, self. What's it called? Self-deprecating. Now we we play for more people than three. And we don't have 10 views. We have 500. We played in the fucking milk vag for 800 people or something. You know, that was cool. Where can people listen to your music and keep track on what Panda PPP is eating at all time? Uh, Instagram, Facebook. Our website is very website cool. The best. So but actually, Spotify, soon Spotify. Yeah, yeah, our music is going to be on Spotify soon. Yeah. Very soon. Like tonight. We're going to do that in the car on the way home. Yeah. Just upload that shit. Yeah. But mostly come see our concerts, man. Check our fucking Instagram every day. Ring our bells. You never know. Like sometimes we don't have a concert for a year, and then all of a sudden we got ten. So come because I mean, Panda's it's like the side, Olympics. You have to wait what, for it, you know. Yeah, exactly. Or book it. Or book it. Yeah, exactly. You got a bar mitzvah for a wedding coming up. Fucking book us. You won't regret it, man. You have the fucking most memorable life, yeah. wedding concert, wedding band of, of fucking anybody. Are you getting married soon, Ranyan? Uh, Your not, coder not boyfriend? Yet. Not yet. Does he listen to the? Yes, your boyfriend? I will make him listen to this episode and then he will feel tempted to, to What's his name? Me. Mohammed. Hey Mohammed, you listen to this. Just fucking ask a girl to marry you. Don't 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 bullshit around. And book Pandas for the wedding. Yeah, girls fucking want that. They want to get married. They all I mean not but they all, but just fucking do it. Just get out there. You know what's the worst? Could happen. She says no. She won't say no. Look at her. She's holding a fucking fluffy penguin. <laughs> just do it and book Panda Suicide for your wedding. We'd love to, to play in fucking Stockholm, man. That'd be that'd be great. Scandinavia needs us. Yeah. I think that's the kind of we're the, we're like the, the shining ray of, of light that these dark Scandinavia. Book us in fucking winter, man. We don't care. Like we'll come to fucking Norway in winter. We'll come to Sweden in winter. We don't Doesn't care. Matter, yeah. We like cold. That's great. I hope this reaches the right ears. Do you have something to say that hasn't already been said? No, we said a lot. I said a lot. Sorry, I talked too much. I didn't let the other dudes talk too much. That's kind of who I am. That's a Panda's really style. Yeah. yeah also, it's the rapper quota. Exactly. But well, that's how it's on stage, you know. That's why I'm hiding behind the laptop. Otherwise, I would be rapping, right? That's okay. true. That's true, yeah. But, yeah, that's what I want to say. Like, Panda's suicide more than anything, more than our videos and our songs, is definitely a live experience. And I don't know when you saw us in Amsterdam, but... 
our live show gets better every time. We got more choreography. We got explosions. We got money dollar bills falling from the ceiling. We got smoke machines. We got we drive a big fucking car right onto the stage and do donuts. Uh, and we're ahead of the game. Yeah, we're doing we bring, something that is not being done, man. Yeah, free snacks for everybody, uh, including your mama. Yeah. Everybody's mother is welcome at our concerts. Just, just come see us live because that's that's what Panda Suicide is all about. But then I realized that's not what they need me. These motherfuckers were trying to breed me. listening in the show notes you'll find the links you'll need to book these guys for your sweet 16 and to watch their impressive music videos if you want to support this podcast you can make a donation through my coffee page ko-fi.com slash the musician's journey podcast for any comments to me my email address is in the show notes and on my website erinilwesenberg.com and you can also find this podcast on instagram